Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome. Tuesday, September the 10th. Show number 4102 of the morning show. With Preston Scott, David Allen, and uh, Dallas Rogers over there at Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. Great to be with you this morning. I'm not wasting any time. I'll get to why in just a second here. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. We've been doing a series, Marshall's been teaching at our church, a series on worship, a worshiping church and what that means. And and certainly it does involve music. But if you relegate the concept of worship to just music and singing, you are really selling short the word worship. Worship is absolutely an opportunity to express who God is. But worship takes place in your life. Worship takes place in your work. Worship takes place in every single thing that you do or don't do. What you worship is revealed in your life choices, in your decisions on time. Anything that supplants God reveals your worship that does not mean you can't have interests and you can't have hobbies and you can't have other things that you spend time on absolutely not god created you with those gifts and talents and those interests and those likes it's it's all about the perspective and how you choose to use those things so your verse is 2 Corinthians 4, 6. And I didn't want to waste any time because I got rebuked yesterday by a listener. Had someone write me and say, you know, you guys talked an awful lot about football and silliness before you got to God's word yesterday. Well, today, this morning, this was a note sent yesterday. And I just was like, well, you're right. I, I did. He said, I just, I love the fact that you start the show with God's word and then have at it. And uh, rebuke received. Yeah, I yeah. can't disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, that's why I wrote on the rundown, rebuked. I got slapped. And so fair enough, fair criticism. And so there you have it. There's, there is uh, just, again, remember the whole point of 6-1763 is, number one, to remind you of that ruling by the Supreme Court that was that was the day, because the ruling was that day, so technically it took effect the next day, even though it took years for it to really take effect. 
that public school teachers weren't allowed to read scripture or lead prayer with their students from that date forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. With that being said, how about those Raiders? <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> um, and so the point, though, of these segments is that, okay, teachers can't do it. We can. I absolutely can. So can you. You can talk with your kids. You can pray with your kids. And and to be very honest with you, it's more important, moms and dads, that you do it. Because you can't kick God out of school. You can you can restrict what a teacher can and cannot say to a certain extent, but you can't kick God out of school. You know, people say, well, you know, we kicked God out of school that day. No, we didn't. You can't do that. He's God with a capital G. You can't kick God out of anything. You can simply send a message that says, yeah, we don't we don't place the same value on God that we once did. And that's why, parents, it's on you. You know, we want to lament the way that things are going in our country. It's on us because we raise our kids. We educate our kids. We talk to our kids, or we should. Ten minutes after the hour, this date in history and more Stop next the on the morning, morning show, show with Preston Scott. Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Eleven minutes after the hour, the morning show. Dallas, tell me, um, why do you have a a DEA hat? It's Narcos. The on the uh, the TV show on. Um, uh, Netflix, Narcos. Okay. It's about the, the two DEA agents, Steve Murphy and Javier Pena, that uh, that took down Pablo Escobar. Right. Well, those two guys, Steve Murphy more than, well, Steve and Javier both, they're friends of mine. Okay. So when the show came out and it became such a huge success, they sent me the hat. Do you own another hat? I do. Uh, I own one other like one. Like one it, other hat. You no, know. well, I, I go between two hats. I'm, I'm one of those guys that once I get in, that's my hat. And that's what I wear. David's kind of turned into that guy. He has a hat. Mm-hmm. That's that's like his hat. People told him it looked good with his gray beard. <laughs> and so he's been like jonesing on that hat ever since. I wear it, but it's, it's so a So that's your hat. Yeah, well, this I got this one in my, I got a hat that I wore. As a matter of fact, somebody commented uh, a couple days ago when I was in here, is that a Cougars hat that you're wearing, the Kiski hat? Because it's a high school I went to. It's a boarding school. So okay. very few people know what it is. So that was kind of interesting. But. So do you, are you a fitted hat guy or are you good with adjustable? No, or one size fits all type adjustable, thing? I'm adjustable, but. Uh, once I pick a hat and get it set, that's I wear one or two hats. And yeah, I'm an adjustable fitted. I I don't I don't know because I it, it, they they sometimes aren't what, fitted what, quite what right. What is this hat talk? The guy's over here dropping names. You're not calling him out for dropping names. He's a name dropper. He's already been, he's he's been here two minutes and he's a name dropper. Are and you you're talking hats? Do we need to? Do you need to come in here and talk? Are you I'm not angry? Getting my turn here. Are you? You want a hug? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, not from you. you just... No. <laughs> you seem you seem angry, David. I always seem angry. I know that you're a curmudgeon. So so, I mean, are you okay? Over I don't there? like not being in the spotlight. That's I get no kidding. You're doing that on purpose. I know that's. Today in History, brought to you by... Me. 
I was just curious because I've seen that hat every day. So I was just, I was just wondering. <laughs> On this date in 1608 in Virginia, John Smith elected president of the Jamestown Council. 1794, the first non-denominational college, Blunt College in Knoxville, is chartered. You know what it would become? The University of Tennessee. Who knew? Who knew? The very first non-denominational college was chartered on this date in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then there's that story that's out of Florida about the University of Tennessee uh, with the, well, I won't go into detail. You're like, you're going to ruin it for later. I'm just, never mind. What am I ruining for later? What are you talking about? I don't know about? if you're going to use the story or not, but that kid here in Florida no, that I'm got made fun it. of. No, I'm not using it. For, so go ahead. For making his own ut shirt mm -hmm. and then i mean he got teased so badly about it and then the university of tennessee gave him all this swag and then took his design, design yeah. and made a ut shirt out of it which i just thought was the greatest story ever i i don't think it was the greatest story ever i kind of put well, jesus I mean, up there above that there's but... the story of jesus and, and, and know, then there's the t-shirt and you know and dying on the cross and then and then there's this ut shirt so it's, it's the next great. greatest story ever told a ut t-shirt that's the next greatest story nice i'm glad i'm not wearing headphones i can't hear a thing you're saying <laughs> following the battle of lake erie oliver hazard perry sends the message we have met the enemy and they are ours on this date in, uh, eight, that was in 1813. In 1846, Elias Howe of Spencer, Massachusetts, patents the first hand-cranked sewing machine. 1913, the Lincoln Highway, the first coast-to-coast -coast paved U.S. highway, stretching from New York to San Francisco, opens. It became U.S. I-80. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. That's the first coast-to-coast -coast highway. And it was on this date in 1955 that Gunsmoke premiered on which network? CBS. Huh? CBS. What do you say? CBS. Yep, CBS. Yep. 20 years on the network. 16 minutes after the hour, and it is the morning show. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Let's check it out. An iHeartRadio station. Twenty-one minutes after the hour of the morning show. Next hour, Derek Holly from Project Twenty One. More news. Got to talk about it. Unemployment rate numbers unbelievably low, and of course, Project Twenty One conservatives that happen to be black—they've been kind of the voice for black conservatism for twenty-five years, and uh, they've been on this program for many years, and and. They've got a point of view that I think needs to be heard because it is marginalized in the mainstream media. It's called mental illness by, uh, by those that are in Hollywood and some in the pulpit. You know, one of the great failures in our country is, is in the faith-based community. You go back over the last 25, 30 years, it's one of the single greatest failures in our nation is what's happened in the faith-based community. Not just in the black church, but in church in general. 
And so um, when we get the opportunity to give people a voice that don't have one, I like to do that. So that's coming up next hour. Third hour, we've got um, organization that was brought to my attention a few weeks ago. We, we just tried to make the time to get them on here. You well know if you've listened to this show for any length of time that we try to do everything possible to be a help to veterans, veterans' families. And in this case, it's a program called Canine Partners for Patriots. And uh, it's just a unique program trying to help vets that have PTSD. And I don't know if you're aware, the suicide numbers aren't abating. They are not going down. We're talking about roughly 22, and they think that's a conservative estimate. Veterans are dying every day at their own hand from not being able to cope with the stress following service. And we can step up and talk all day long about the inability of coping. But when you're on the receiving end and you're the one that can't cope and you're dealing with literally trying to end your life, you know, that, that's significant. That's, that's a very important issue. So we're going to talk about that in the third hour of today's program. It seems as though in the news cycle lately, there have been so many stories of archaeological finds in Israel that are connected to the Bible. And this one is, is nothing short of amazing. Archaeologists believe they have uncovered the remains of the 22-year-old fortification at Kiriath Jerim. Now, for those of you that may not know what that is, Old Testament-wise, Joshua, First and Second Samuel, Chronicles, it's one of the last known places of the Ark of the Covenant. Kiriath Jerim. Remind us, because recently, like you said, there have been some discoveries. Two that I remember that we have talked about here. Do you remember what those are? What? Uh, yeah, the Church of um, by the Sea of Galilee. Right. The, the first home of two of the disciples. And um, the other one escapes my memory right now. In this case, though, it is also the home of, it, it is the city of Emmaus. Curiath Jerem turns into Emmaus. Emmaus is where Jesus appeared to two of his disciples after he had resurrected. And so there's, there's a lot of biblical importance to this. But I guess, and, and it's going to be released, all the findings are going to be released in a paper in the journal New Studies in the Archaeology of Jerusalem and its region. The um, the group doing this, it, it's interesting. It's Tel Aviv University professors and archaeologists. And you wonder what impact this is having. Obviously, Old Testament, New Testament, they're companions to one another for a Christian. You can't fully understand the New Testament without really digging into the Old. For, for Jewish believers, the New Testament doesn't hold the same weight as it does with Christians. But you wonder what this does when you start seeing all of these discoveries that first they validate the historical accuracy of the Bible, which is something that is always interesting to me. 
to see secular reaction to that. But just for a second, imagine what it would be like, right? You go on a tour of Israel, and I know a bunch of folks that go on these tours regularly. I get invited all the time to go. I just, it, the timing of them just doesn't work with what what we do here at the, sto- at the show. But imagine going to this site now and knowing that at some point in the history, the Ark of the Covenant was there and what it meant to the people of Israel. Woo! 27 minutes after the hour, let's do some news. Come back and reveal the big stories in the press box on the morning show with Preston Scott. Morning show with Preston Scott. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. On WFLA. Thirty-six minutes after the hour, no matter where, no matter how, we appreciate you listening to the program. You've got lots of options. A couple places on your radio dial, depending on where you are in the Big Bend or Panhandle. One hundred point seven FM or ninety-four point five FM, iHeartRadio. Just look us up, and uh, and of course you can watch on Facebook Live. It's Facebook.com/slash Preston Scott Show. Big stories in the press box. Coast Guard found and freed all those guys trapped in that uh, cargo ship. They got them. They got every one of them in there. They were okay. An amazing story of perseverance by the Coast Guard as well as those crew members. South Korean ship with 44,000 vehicles on board. That's how big that thing was. 4,000 vehicles were on this ship. My guess is they didn't pay attention to which which side the SUVs were going. <laughs> and those uh, vehicles will soon be uh, sold at a discount at a uh, dealer near you. Well, what I can't figure out is how is that ship not not how is it afloat? Is the water that that shallow that it it hasn't gone? I mean, I just I don't know how it happens. How that thing stays up out of the out of the water to the point where they can i mean i'm grateful don't don't misunderstand this is awesome news but uh last night six o'clock they got the fourth and final uh crew member off that ship it's a south korean uh vessel but it's flagged to uh what is it flagged to it was um should have should have noted that marshall islands so there you go 50 attorneys general are joining in the investigation of Google. 48 states and the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. California, Alabama not involved. It is, um, it, is, it is an effort to look into possible antitrust violations. Here's what's significant. Previously, the Federal Trade Commission has hammered Facebook and Google for different things. But the fines are such that they are, they're nothing. They are a slap on the wrist. It's like finding an NFL player. I mean, when you're making gazillions exactly. of dollars. It's nothing. Yeah, you find somebody 2000 bucks. who, you know, they found it in their couch. Antitrust yeah. violations are a very different deal. Because if they are found to have violated the law, 
they are uh, they are facing the possibility of divesting themselves of ownership of some of their subsidiaries. Like, for example, Google might have to give up YouTube. They uh, they also would have to make their algorithms more widely known to competitors, even at their expense. I'd like to get into the explanation as to why, because. Google is its own ent entity. It's it's a business. And who are we or anybody else to tell them how to do their business? Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody answers your question. When there is no longer a free market or competition, this increases prices even when something is marketed as free, and that harms consumers. Is something really free if we are increasingly giving over our privacy information? Is something really free if online ad prices go up based on one company's control? That's the argument. President saying talks with the Taliban are over, canceling the secret Camp David summit. We'll talk more about this with Bill Zimfer next hour. It's an interesting story in that the president wants to pull, what, 13, 14,000 troops out of Afghanistan. I think most people would say go for it. But Afghanistan's basically a hellhole. And so what's going to happen in the wake of it? There's more. We'll get to it next on The Morning Show. Morning Show with Preston Scott. Why so serious? On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes after the hour, the morning show. Dallas Rogers running the program this morning. David Allen alongside. Being David. Great to be with you this morning. I'm just Preston. Talking about Drew Brees and uh, his decision to say, I've had enough. He, he he got to his Popeye moment. I've stood all I can stands and I can't stands no more. And and he's he just he was getting blistered because groups have this idea that if you're for family, you must hate them. That's the way illiberals think. If you're for something, if you believe in something, if you support something, you must hate this this or this we, or all of this we literally brought this up just last week when we were talking about the straight pride parade yep yep if you're for this you must hate that and drew Brees expressed it very well but let me get to the comments of benjamin watson who's played with drew Brees for four years was his teammate now plays i think for new england he was on fox and friends he said my reaction was first the article itself was misleading and a mischaracterization of focus of the fam focus on the family and Drew. They were slanderous. And so my response was to stop lying with those sorts of labels. It's a shame in this country right now if you adhere to certain this is listen, listen, listen. Because Ben Watson nails it. It's a shame in this country right now if you adhere to certain biblical beliefs. And we all have a right to choose what religions we adhe we're adhered to. You're labeled as anti. What Focus on the Family does is upholds marriage, which is family in is which family is the basic building block of society. They uphold those things and they're labeled anti by other people. And there's an agenda there. And that's what really upset me about the whole thing. The reason why this is happening, and let me tell you something. I'm going to step back for a second, and I'm going to go to 60,000 feet. 
And I want you to go to the first half hour of this show, and I want you to consider the stories that we've been talking about, how it's so fascinating how all of a sudden in the last few years, there are all of these archaeological finds that are verifying the accuracy, the historicity of the Bible. And you've got this cultural clash that's going on the other side that's attacking anybody that believes in God, that talks about God, that, that believes that, you know, and, and it's the mischaracterization. We've got people that are fleeing Christianity claiming that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's wrong and that that isn't what scripture said. And they're misleading people. These are all culminations of things that the Bible said was going to happen. And so to those of you that are Christians, a couple things I'd say to you, and we'll move on. Number one, be authentic. Don't be religious. Religion gets in the way. Years ago when I was studying world religions, I came to a real basic fundamental definition. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that, jump through this hoop, do this thing, and you can you can reach God. No. Christianity separates itself from all of the world religions and even some expressions of Christianity that are just wrong. They're just biblically wrong. Christianity separates itself because it's about God's attempt to reach man. Religion is about man's attempt to reach God. Christianity is about God's attempt to reach man. And there's a huge difference between the two. So, number one, be authentic. Be authentic. We all make mistakes. We all fall short. Correct them. Step up. You know, own your mistakes and try to be better people. Do better. Look around. Be, you know, be that person that tries to better the people around you and build them up and encourage them. You know, one of the basic definitions is consider others more important than yourself. Another thing, expect it. I mean, I think there's a verse that says, count it all joy when you face persecution and trials, man. Just chalk it up. That's the price. And understand that it is the way of the world. It doesn't mean put your hands in your pocket and withdraw and quit. It doesn't mean be a militant in your face, quoting John 3.16 every chance you get. It's live a life that shows that Jesus is Lord of your life. Simple as that. And I'm grateful that Drew Brees pushed back in a very polite way. We all need to learn to do the same. It's time for news. It's the morning show. Someone has to say it. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. You can believe it. I just got this shared with me. There is a movement to try and lower the voting age to eight. 
I'm sorry. You, you just say eight. Yes, it's eight. called 18 to eight. I'm not making this up. Eight years of age. <laughs> because climate affects them too, David. Wait. Callous curmudgeon. <laughs> because climate affects them too? That's exactly right. I'm, I'm, I'm not making any of that up. Why stop at eight? Well, why because stop at fifteen dollars an hour? Why? Because eighteen to eight sounds good. <laughs> it's crazy. They're biased against seven-year-olds. Obviously, they hate se- they hate seven-year-olds. They hate anyone younger than eight. They haters. They're haters. Use the same logic. It's just it's if it, again. Go back in the time machine when you gra- when you guys graduated from high school. Could you have ever imagined the stuff that we're talking about today? What? No, no. It's insane. There's there's legitimately a movement to try to lower the voting age to eight. Who Good is grief. who is heading this movement? Well, it's a movement in Canada right now. It's called eighteen to eight. A it's movement an organization. in Canada. Yes, it's called eighteen to eight. Eighteen to eight campaign is asking Canada to lower the age to make sure that climate change is on top of the ballot. Let let the future decide the future. That's like having a nine year old telling me I can't use a flipping straw. Now, if you told me Elmo might have a shot at becoming elected to Congress, I might I might go along with that. But anyway. I prefer Grover. I I wouldn't Near? argue with any of them. Would Far. not would not Near? argue with any of them. Stop it. Far. Uh, Hollywood in a uh, tailspin despite Disney. Five Disney films hit the one billion mark this summer. How did the Lion King do it? Is there any it was preview? Good. It, you, what? I didn't see a preview worthy of me even looking at the rest of it. There was nothing intriguing about that. They they took a brilliant movie, the original Lion King, and messed it up. How could you mess it up just by making it live action? Live action because it's not meant to be. What? Why? Why it's, is it not? That doesn't just to hear James Earl Jones say Simba one more time. It's what, worth it. It's worth what? The, what? 1050, whatever you got to pay to get in. What's next? I mean, are we going to take other classic movies and ruin them too? Yes. yes. The answer is yes, of course. Yes, they have an entire catalog. Uh, Mulan is next. Did you see, you didn't, I know you didn't watch Game Day because you're not a college football fan. I was watching a little bit of Game Day on Saturday. Yeah, I don't even have ESPN. Can't watch Game Day. There was a sign held up that said Spider Man deserved better. <laughs> he it was did. right behind the set. He did. It was brilliant. He still does. Well, I thought of you. I thought of you as as we got to that. That was that was great. Um, For, we should we should start picketing with signs that say "Free Spider Man." Free Spider Man, huh? Uh, Lion King, of course, hit the mark. Avengers Endgame, huge. Toy Story Four, Aladdin, easily cleared one billion. The only non-Disney film was Spider-Man Far From Home, but it was produced by Disney's Marvel Studios. So it was still sort of a a, a Disney project. Um, If you look at number one in the box office right now, Angels has fallen. Angel has fallen, yes. It says Angels. It's not Angels. No, it's 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 singular. Okay, so they had a typo here. See, that's how plugged into movies I am. I don't even care. There's nothing interesting Gerard to me. Gerard Butler, and the last thing he did that was any good was 300. 300. Yeah. 
Um, now, I will tell you that I, I'm very, very interested in seeing the World War One movie that's coming out this December. 1917? Yeah. Uh, is that what it is? 1917? Yeah. That that trailer just was... Whew. Yeah. But I'm a buff of history, uh, history and historic movies. I, I'm a big fan of anything based in history. So that, that yeah, was Yeah, you love Saving Private Ryan. I loved War Horse. Uh, that was okay. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was okay. Is it based on true story? Uh, I don't think it's a true story. See, that's the problem with it. Then that's why it didn't capture my attention. Ticket sales, though, are down six point three percent at the movies. Why is it? Because people can see it too quickly online and through you know other other venues, or is it because they've insulted half the country with the way that they attack anyone who supports President Trump? I mean, no matter what, it is half the country. And, and the positions that they've taken, are people tired of it? Are they, in other words, is Hollywood getting hit with what the NFL got hit with for the last few years? I don't know. Seven o'clock awaits. It's the morning show. Good morning. Hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. David Allen, Dallas Rogers over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. It is great to be with you this morning. It is Tuesday, September the 10th, show number 4102. I mentioned to you that we would have a guest from Project 21. You know, they're the leading voice of black conservatives and have been for over 25 years. Great to have with me on the program once again, Derek Holly. Derek, good to have you on the show again. How are you, sir? I'm well. Thank you for having me, Preston. My pleasure. Uh, first of all, how how are you coming mm-hmm. with that mental illness treatment? <laughs> Everything is good. <laughs> Counseling coming along well. Everything is coming. <laughs> Everything is well. I appreciate you asking. Well, you know, I kid because I care. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's so frustrating. I've got to believe for for you to find yourself being marginalized in the mainstream media. I would think that everyone would be thrilled with the unemployment numbers for not just all Americans, but specifically for black Americans. But it's not that way, Derek. Why? Preston, I don't get it. It's, it seems like there's just, there's so much hate. And that's the word, hate and divisiveness when it comes to uh, President Trump. And regardless of what he says, what he does, the media will spin it towards it being negative, regardless of what it is. And it's just unfortunate that we're, this is the time that we're living in right now. And I, I, I'm just, I'm almost, I would say, just frightened, almost a little scared, man, just to figure, just to see what's going to happen, you know, over the next two years. Well, it, it occurs to me, because even if you go back to President George H., uh, George W. Bush, who was not a true conservative, he was a moderate, but the bottom line is, it, it started to move then, but the mainstream media now is to a point where they've taken, the, they've taken up the mission of the Democrat Party. They've become the publicists for them. They don't want to give the president any credit for anything. Specifically, when it comes to unemployment for black Americans, how do you do it, Derek? How did we get to where we are with historic low numbers? Well, I was looking at, actually, the Bureau of Labor statistics, uh, you know, in the quote that I put on with Project 21. And the thing about it is the numbers are down across the board, not just, I mean, it's a lot of it has to do with women. 
a lot of women are coming back into the work into the workforce, and a lot of these jobs and careers are actually are geared towards women. And so I looked at that, and then I also looked at different demographic groups, like 18 to 24 mm-hmm. and uh, 25 to 34, and all of those numbers are up from year from 2018 to 2019. And these numbers, um, these are uh, seasonally adjusted numbers and not seasonally adjusted numbers. So the numbers are up across the board. And I think it has to do with, obviously, this booming economy that we have that everybody in the world wants to be a part of, even though we have this, you know, this, this beef going on with China, the rest of the world, we're still doing business with them. Well, and the irony of that is even George Soros came publicly and announced that public, that President Trump's greatest foreign policy accomplishment was his position with China, saying it needed to happen. We've been, we've been taken advantage of by China for years. And, you know, it took someone like Trump, you know, a businessman, you know, who wasn't a politician to come in and see just some of the some of the economic struggle struggles that this country has been going through. And I just don't think a, a- with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Regular politician would have been able to do what what Trump has done. Derek Holly with me from Project 21. Derek, we're going to take a quick break for weather and traffic. When we come back, how do we sustain this? There are initiatives on the ballot in the state of Florida. There are initiatives across the country to raise the minimum wage artificially, which will kill jobs for entry-level workers. It will kill jobs for the people most desperately in need of them. Instead of just allowing the market to raise wages, we're going to try to do it by mandate, and it's going to destroy the economy. How do we keep a good thing going? Next with Derek Holly of Project 21 on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. and weather on the tens and the truth all the time the morning show with preston scott on news radio 100.7 wfla it's a group of some of my favorite guests here on the morning show we've had guests from project 21 on this program for years and thrilled to have derek holly with us this morning and uh, Derek, you said something in, in your last set of remarks I want to highlight before moving on, and that is that people re-entering the workforce, you know, a lot of people forgot when Barack Obama was president that there were people that just quit looking for work, hence the high welfare numbers, food stamp numbers, and so forth. But that's changed, and some of the numbers are reflected in the number of people re-entering the workforce. Talk a little bit more about the importance of that little fact. Derek, you with me? Uh-oh. Can you, I'm here. Can you hear me? There we are. There you are. Okay. <laughs> I was saying um, that I think it goes back to the president's policies. You know, you, people... You know, the welfare uh, programs, that kind of thing, you have to get up and work these days. No longer can you sit around and just collect a check. And um, I think that is driving a lot of people to get up and, and work. Um, and there are jobs for them to go to. 
there are jobs for them to go to. Um, and then you were talking, I know you wanted to go to the minimum wage part. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at, you know, trying to force minimum wage on people, I think obviously that's the wrong thing to do. And then when you look at the just the uh, the research that shows the people who these minimum wage jobs, like uh, fast food and that kind of thing, it's going to be my teenage kids to take advantage of that. Not necessarily the ones who are, you know, trying to get back to work. And so when you drive that down people's throats, small businesses and that kind of thing, it just does not work. And I know when I was running my small business and we had a staff of 15 and just trying to force something like that on a person that you would have to pay everybody minimum wage, it could drive a business a small business out of business. Well, and that's the thing. There are so many other associated costs. I've talked about it ad nauseum on the show, Derek. But one of the things I can't figure out is, and maybe you've been able to pinpoint this or someone else has, where did this idea start that an entry-level job or a base-level job ought to provide for a family of four? I don't get yeah. this living wage mindset. <laughs> and so, again, it goes back to these liberal policies, man. Everything is, 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 is almost reminiscent of this being a uh, uh, trying to turn us into a, uh, a socialist economy, a socialist uh, country. And so if you got everybody depending on either uh, a mandatory uh, living minimum wage or the federal government, I think that's the direction, unfortunately, that the, the Dems are trying to take this country. And I, I, for real, Preston, I thank God for President Trump, <laughs> too, because I just, I am concerned about where we're going or where we'd be headed as a country if he were not the president, standing up to um, the left, the, Dem the Dems, and, you know, people like China. Right well, and, and and not just that, even some people in his own party that we, we call them never Trumpers that are just ridiculous. They're just, they just want to remain in power. Yeah. He's he's got a he's got a strong base though, and I tell you I, I look at some of the things that are going on right now, Preston, throughout the country, and even with the negative that comes towards him, I think it's going to drive people to the polls next year, and I think even policies that these that the that, that the Dems are putting forth, i.e. the Green Deal policies and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. It's not going to work, and I think even now, even Trump haters. And I can speak to a lot. Of, I can speak to a lot of those, um, specifically in the black community. Even Trump haters look at policies like the Green New Deal mm -hmm. and see that it just does not make sense. And you start talking about, look, I was talking to someone yesterday, and I said, look, if you go buy a car today, tomorrow, or next month, based on the policies that the Dems are putting forth, putting forward, you're not going to be able to drive that car in ten years. And when you start looking at things like that and gas going up to maybe $10 a gallon, it, it just it doesn't make sense. The, and that's the key, getting out information, explaining people the consequences of these types of policies. Derek, I can always make time for you, brother. Let me know whenever. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you having me, Preston. Yeah, and, and good luck with that mental counseling now. Yeah, no, man, we got to... We gotta stay on that because we don't know what's going to happen to us being mentally ill. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Derek Holly with us from Project 21. 16 minutes after the hour. 
WFLA on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. You have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. And iHeart's radio station. Twenty-one minutes after the hour, of the morning show. I spoke with a group a couple weeks ago. Lobbyists, movers and shakers, invited me to come talk to them. First time I've been invited in six or seven years. It's pretty funny because the last time I was invited, I I challenged them, and I said, uh, you know, you guys are the best at what you do. You're really good. But you live in Tallahassee. And I challenged them to be as active in engaging city of Tallahassee politics and getting us some good people elected because of the corruption that was going on. At that time, there was no discussion of an FBI investigation. It was just stories that I talked about, that Steve Stewart reported on, that Erwin Jackson filed ethics complaints against. And lo and behold, all these years later, we have an FBI investigation, we have guilty pleas, and more than likely another six or seven indictments coming. All because of corruption, all over the stories that I've talked about, I was threatened over. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. My point in looking at them was, how'd we do on that? You know, I suggested that you get involved, and I made a similar suggestion this time. And it was, you better pay attention to two amendments that are going to be on the ballot. One, dealing with guns, and and I'm hoping it doesn't reach the ballot. I'm hoping the Attorney General, Ashley Moody, makes the case, because I think it's a convincing one, that it is a misleading amendment. It will be absolutely disastrous to the Second Amendment. And would, in fact, be in conflict to the United States Constitution. And so that was one. But the other one was the minimum wage, what I was talking to Derek Holly about. Every single one of you that owns or manages a business that's listening to me right now, if you don't hold a staff meeting and break down the costs of doing business, the costs associated with employing somebody, and how a wage increase, here's what it does. Here's the cascade of things, the dominoes that fall along with it, the matching withholding, the costs of, uh, of insurance, because oftentimes insurance is tied to payroll. The costs up the chain. Okay, this person's now going to be making $15 an hour, forced. Well, what about the person that was making $15 an hour that's been here five years? I got to give them a raise. And then I got to give the person above them a raise. You see the point. It increases the costs across the board. And understand that in the amendment that's going to be voted on in Florida, it's in perpetuity. Once you reach the threshold of $15 an hour, it is adjusted every year thereafter. And once it's enshrined in the Florida Constitution, good luck getting it out. Business owners, if you don't take responsibility to educate your workers on the consequences of this particular ballot proposal, this amendment, 
No one else is going to do the messaging for you other than people like me. I'd love to say the entire state of Florida was listening to the words that flow from my mouth, but they're not. All I can do is encourage you to touch the people that you impact. Touch the people in your life. Because again, you need to arm yourselves with these very simple, basic, fundamental realities. These aren't arguments. These are realities. These are the facts of doing business. It will destroy Florida's economy if this minimum wage thing gets voted in. And it sounds so appealing. And then there's the common sense end result of all of this. Take them to the hypothetical, okay, everybody in Florida, everybody in the country is guaranteed $15 an hour. First track. Why not 50 Make them go through the exercise. If 15 is good, 50 must be better. So why not $50 an hour? At some point, you're going to reach a dollar figure where they go, you can't do that. Why? And then you work back to the $15. That's why you can't do it at 15. Because if everybody's equalized at 15 as the base, then all of the costs for goods and services are going to have to increase to pay for that new base. And then what? You've just negated the raise. No one has any increased buying power. You bet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Better make the case. 27 minutes after the hour. Bill Zimfer on deck on The Morning Show. Morning show with Preston Scott. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. News team, assemble! Thirty-five minutes after the hour. Did I just did I just hear that Beto O'Rourke believes that vulgarity will invigorate his campaign? <laughs> I can't believe it, Bill Zimfer. Yeah, is Rod Serling stepping out at any point here soon? Picture, if you will, a beleaguered candidate. I mean, <laughs> it's just insanity, brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've tried to use that same argument with my wife every, uh, but that hasn't worked. Uh, saying that it will invigorate our marriage if I use <laughs> vulgarity, but no. It has not worked. <laughs> Did it get you slapped? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, w- I ended up sleeping elsewhere for okay. a few days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, the Taliban was going <laughs> to have some secret meeting at Camp David, and they thought the best way to warm up the meeting was to, to set off a suicide bomber? Wow. I mean, this, uh, this sequence of events really is a perfect example of why three administrations have been unable to solve this Taliban riddle 
in Afghanistan. Uh, we have had negotiations going on with the Taliban for almost a year now, involving a special representative. Most of them have taken place in Qatar, the country in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, And they had reached an agreement in principle Preston last week. That included a U.S. troop drawdown, uh, some guarantees on counterterrorism efforts in Afghanistan, and other aspects as well. So uh, after this agreement in principle was reached, all that was required was for the president to sign off on it, and you would have a peace deal between the United States and the Taliban. One one vital piece missing, though, is that the Afghan government has never been involved in these talks because the Taliban refused to talk to them. In the meantime, yes, the Taliban set off another car bomb, killing 12, including a U.S. serviceman. And the fact is that all through this period of negotiations dating back to last October, there have been Taliban attacks that have killed dozens and dozens of people, and we have had uh, several other U.S. service people killed in the meantime as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just puzzling, it's mystifying, and uh, the president finally said, and I have, to, I have to credit him for his patience to this point, uh, the president finally said enough is enough. Bill, I, I recognize that um, we can't necessarily dict have our, our foreign policy dictated by what Afghanistan wants in this issue, but what does the Afghanistan government want from the United States? Do they want us to stay? Well, uh, according to the latest comments coming from the Afghan government, have been, have been very, uh, let's say, neutral on the situation. Okay. They say that they welcome uh, the involvement of the United States and other allies to try to uh, obtain and maintain peace in Afghanistan. Uh, they're not saying they want the United States out, so they are welcoming our input in this situation. However, the fact that the Afghan government has never been involved in direct talks with the Taliban it is always presented kind of a really strange situation for the United States to try to get around here. And it's almost inconceivable now, when you look at it, that 18 years, a trillion dollars spent, 2,400 American lives lost, that's been the toll in Afghanistan with nobody able to come up with a, uh, a solution to this tangled situation. What does Mike Pompeo think the next step is going to, I mean, is he stated what happens next? Well, uh, nobody's sure what is going to happen next. And, and it's not out of the question that these talks could restart again. Uh, the Taliban have said that uh, they, are, they have hinted that they'd be willing to sit down again. Uh, the uh, United States is not ruling that out either. So that is a possibility that somehow these talks could restart again. But I don't know how you could have any kind of serious negotiations without a ceasefire. And it brings up a couple of questions. Is, and Ashraf Ghani, the president in Afghanistan, has said that himself. Uh, he says a peace agreement with the Taliban is meaningless. And it brings up the question whether the Taliban actually controls its own people. Can they actually say, okay, there will be a ceasefire and have their people follow that directive? And when it all comes down to it, even if there is a peace agreement, the Taliban is still the Taliban a strict Muslim sect governing under Sharia law that is fueled by the drug trade. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the intel, brother. You got it, Preston. Bill's in for with us on The Morning Show. It literally just occurred to me. 
and I'm I'm being as serious as I can be when I say this. It 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 never dawned on me until this very moment. Your exit point in Afghanistan was the day after you killed bin Laden. That's it. And and <laughs> it's easy pickings to say it's Obama's fault because I say that about most everything. But it really is. For all of his posturing about getting us out, that was the curtain call. We got bin Laden. We're bringing everybody home. We're done. I don't really agree with that. That's fine. I don't fine. think that there is... Everyone has a right to be wrong. Okay. And, and I'm choosing to... <laughs> Expound on my now, my right and and why you disagree with that's the time to have done it because I don't know that there is a good time. Yeah, but but what was the reason for going there? It was a reaction to in response to nine eleven. Bin Laden was the source. We allegedly were bombing the mountains of Tora Bora. Remember all that? Right. Looking for Bin Laden. Looking for Al Qaeda. The point was it was to get the terrorists. Right, but n- knowing the Taliban, knowing the situation there, like we do, if, if normally the movies would lead you to believe that if you cut off the head, then then the body dies. But in in their case, there's just another head. I understand that. And the second they rear it against the United States, we'll go find the people that executed that one and kill them too. I, I'm what I'm my, my point is. We're not battling in, we're not fighting a war in Mexico. You can make the argument we have a bigger war to wage there against the cartels. You know, drop some Navy SEALs in the middle of some of these cartels and let's see what happens. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Well, I, I understand that. But, but my point is, we've lost a lot, of, a lot of lives in Afghanistan. I just don't believe you can leave a vacuum there. Oh, there is no vacuum. The Taliban's in charge. I mean, the Afghanis are not willing to fight them. And at at some point, if the Afghanistan people are saying, please fight for us, please fight for us, please fight for us, how different is it than when we buy our kids our stuff and they have no skin in the game? You know, uh, and and I understand we're training their guys. Look, I I, I got a buddy that, that's been over there and, and has worked with Afghanistan people and has had to be responsible for vetting Afghanis to come on military base talk about pressure you're having to vet whether this guy's going to be a good guy or not or come in and blow himself up okay so you're basically saying we're training them to be dependent on us well that's what we okay, have done like the welfare system we've done that that's why, that's where why we are. go to work for yourself when you're going to get this for free and that's why they don't they don't want us to leave Okay, but what, why are we there at this point? My point is, if you needed an exit point, it was when you got bin Laden. That was your exit point. Because that ostensibly is why we went there. You killed him. Done. We even made a movie about it. Okay. Done. But um, anyway, that's just, you know, one of the big stories is, you know, okay, so what do you do now? I, there is no perfect answer. There just isn't one. Coast Guard has freed all four of those guys trapped from the capsized cargo ship off Georgia's coast. 50 attorneys general taking on Google in an antitrust investigation.
48 states and the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico going after Google. Good. It's a bipartisan move. Good. Let's rein them in. And uh, the Chinese woman arrested at Mar-a-Lago stalling jury selection when she cites that she wasn't given underwear. I'm not making this up. That's in the news. There's more to come, including a manly minute minutes away on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. All right, 51 minutes after the hour, The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. I don't know if you saw this. I noticed it when I was watching uh, I was watching NFL Red Zone on Sunday. And, and the Browns were getting pasted, and, and they were focused on that game because there was so much anticipation for Cleveland, right? And I was like, what is that on Odell Beckham Jr.'s wrist? There's something else besides a sweatband on his wrist and those gloves. What is it? Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, I, for one, I have mixed feelings on the, on the gloves, the, the gloves make it seem like guys today just catch the ball so much better than the players back in the day. It's the gloves. So Stickum was outlawed during, you know... The, the days of Fred Bolitnikoff. Yeah. It's it so a, much goop on him. He put his helmet on and he couldn't take his hand off his it helmet. Was, uh, uh, who was the defender that I can't remember? Raiders player as well. Uh, what, George Atkinson? No, Michael uh, Haynes or Hayes. I, I can't remember. Yeah, Haynes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And, and Bolitnikoff, they used to have to, he'd say, I want some gum. And they'd have to unwrap it and put it in his mouth. Right, right, right. He, he couldn't touch anything. The bottom line, though, is most guys didn't use that. They, uh, they just... You know, Raymond Berry, one of the best sets of hands to ever play the game of the NFL without the gloves. But gloves. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Those are a big deal now, so that's fine. But he had a wristwatch on. He did. He was wearing a, a what's called a Richard Mill wristwatch, the RM1103 McLaurin, valued at between $191 and $350,000. NFL is going to have a word to say about that because you're not allowed to wear stuff like that on the field. Exactly. I mean, somebody could get cut. But, um, but it, was just, it was just comical. Too bad it's not Beckham. I'd love, they, for, I'd love to see him get cut. Well, they were saying, I wonder what he paid for the, the articles. I'll say, don't know what what Odell Beckham Jr. paid for that watch. Uh, nothing. Nothing. He didn't pay anything for that watch because they just got what they wanted out of it. They got all the publicity in. Oh, very astute. Yeah. In the world. Time for a manly minute. Remember, male by birth, man by choice. Men wear wristwatches on football fields. Is that going to be your point today? Uh, no. 
real men are smart enough to take the $300,000 watch <laughs> off of their wrist when they go to work. Uh, yeah, no. Today, and remember now, Manly Minute is all about raising your sons to be young men. Um, being a man is under assault in our culture today. We are putting our hand up to that idea and saying, nay, nay. No, 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 no. We are not Did going to say, allow that. You say nay, nay. Yes. Nay, nay. <laughs> I say <to> nay. <laughs> um, and, and today's was inspired by my wife and I had dinner at, uh, at a restaurant. And when we left, we observed a, uh, a young man who was with his mom. And the first thing he did was open the door for his mom at the car. And she got in and he closed the door and he was obviously a new driver, 16, 17. But what impressed me was the, it was an obvious, it's it was no thought given. This is what you do. This young man held the door for his mom. So today's tip on raising a young man is to teach your son manners when it comes to how to treat his mom. I will tell you that a smart young lady is going to marry a young man that knows how to properly treat his mom. And if you want your son to be shall we say, desired as a prized catch, one of the parts of the equation is to raise a young man who is properly raised to respect his mom and to treat her with the respect and adoration and affection that she deserves. Then you can look at your son and say, Now you're moral! Remember, Teach these things to your son to help him become a man. It's time for news. When we come back, organization that I'll introduce you to, you've heard a little bit about them, Canine Partners for Patriots. Where'd they start? Why'd they start? That's coming up next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Here we go, hour number three, the morning show with Preston Scott. Great to be with you this morning. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B, and along with David is Dallas Rogers running the radio program this morning. We are um, thrilled to have with us. It's a program that you've you've heard a little bit on the, on the radio station. You've been hearing PSAs. You've been hearing uh, us mention it. It's Canine Partners for Patriots, and uh, I'm pleased to have with me the founder, Mary Peter, and uh, their director of communications, Greg Leskowski. And and I want to start with you, Mary. First, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having us. It's my pleasure. When when I heard about the program, obviously we are uh, we are very supportive of anything we can do to get help to veterans in any form or fashion. What was it that caused you to to even begin the genesis of this thing? 
I have been a, a professional certified master dog trainer for um, 32 years now, and I had a dog training business for the public, and I did a lot of obedience training and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And about six, six, seven years ago, I started seeing more veterans. We were bringing veterans back from Iraq, Afghanistan, and um, I started seeing more veterans signing up for an obedience class, showing up with a dog because someone told them that a dog would help them with their issues. I put them, I never charged a veteran, but I didn't know their special needs at that time. They were just showing up and I wanted training, they wanted training for a dog. What I started noticing was their inability to stay involved, um, unable to be in a public setting, a hypervigilance, any noise, put them to the ground. Sure. Um, they wouldn't socialize, they would stay with their back to anything possible. Um, they would be there one week and not next week. And it was like, it's my Gulf War syndrome or it's this or it's that. And I just started seeing uh, something so unusual. So I, I spoke to the veterans and, and I found that every single one had post-traumatic stress disorder. So you were seeing all the symptoms of PTSD as in, in your training classes. Yes. And I, again, I had been training for 27 years. I had not had any of the, had any of this or seen any of this. Um, but it was so prevalent and it was getting to be more and more veterans showing up. I was the only trainer. I was vet, veterinarian recommended. I was only really the only trainer in the area. And I specialized in, I was certified to train disability assistance dogs. Okay. But I didn't do a lot of it. That wasn't my, my, uh, my field. It was more behavior issues and, and obedience. But it was so sad what I saw. Um, fear, uh, it, just inability to talk to anybody. Um, problems that were greater than could be handled in an obedience class and so when i when i talked to them i i i realized that they were all ptsd in different levels of severity Mm -hmm. and there was no place for them to go to get help it a group class like that for the public was not conducive to their needs so i closed my business and i founded a nonprofit because somebody needed to help you shut the whole business down Yes, sir. To try to help veterans that you just noticed coming through your classes, but they needed something special. And they had nowhere else to go, and I knew I could help them. So, Did you have any family members that were veterans that had gone through this? No, my husband is a veteran, um, no PTSD. Uh, my dad is a Navy veteran, no PTSD. Um, I just So you're familiar with military service, but you saw a very specific need that was showing up was time and again. Desperation. All I saw was somebody looking at you saying, please help me have my life back. Are there common denominators with regard to the types of dogs that they were bringing? Not at that point. They were just grabbing anything. (laughs) Um, They might have met somebody at the VA that had a service dog or their counselor might have said a dog would help you. Um, But at that point, um, they were just grabbing anything. The program is Canine Partners for Patriots. When we come back, we're going to expand our discussion a little bit. I mean, it ought to tell you something when there's a director of communications that works with this program. That tells you that it's spread a lot. And so we're going to talk about that spread, how the service actually works, kind of the the, the nuts and bolts of it all, and continue our discussion. We're with Mary Peter and Greg Laskowski. It's Canine pa- Partners for Patriots. We're going to tell you how to find them in just a few minutes as well. Quick check of weather and traffic. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. What we've got here is 
failure to communicate. On WFLA. Eleven minutes after the hour of the morning show. I was looking forward to this when I saw the first email. It's Canine Partners for Patriots. And, uh, I mean, two of my great loves, people that serve our country and pets. <laughs> I mean, dogs. I love it. And uh, Greg Leskowski serves as communications director for the organization. Greg, I, I joked about the fact that the, the very existence of your position speaks to its spread. Um, when did you come on board with this? About three years ago. And, uh, I, you know, I was a newspaper reporter uh, when I heard about this organization and what Mary was doing, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And when I saw it with my own eyes and I saw the transformation that takes place with the veterans in this organization, mm-hmm. they go through a 19-week training program. And it's something that they do right from the onset. We don't train the dog and turn it over to the veteran and say, good luck, nice knowing you. We have that veteran train the service dog right from day one. And the way this process comes together is absolutely incredible because the dog has to have a, a great deal of ability to do the kind of work required to be a service dog. And Mary can tell you about the, the adrenaline uh, that the dog has to be able to pick up to, to be able to uh, alert to the stress and anxiety that mm-hmm. a veteran with PTSD has. But uh, when we see... The veteran, as Mary said, when they come in, their backs are to the wall. There's a great deal of stress and anxiety. But as they get into the program week by week, you can see the progress that they're making. And you see it in their facial expression, in their posture. They're carrying themselves differently. You see them starting to gain confidence in themselves. And it's absolutely incredible. This started with uh, Mary just seeing a need, but this is now spread. How far is this spread? We're in 31 counties. We have veterans from 31 counties in Florida. We also are 32. I'm sorry. No, we also have two organizations. What do you mean? I mentor other organizations in the United States, other training places that want to learn to to do our program to help veterans in their state. So, so I, you're teaching others to teach? In Montana and and uh, Wisconsin right now, we have two that we're mentoring. And well, then, right now you're talking to people in potentially 40 states that are listening on <laughs> iHeartRadio, so you mm-hmm. might get some more reach than you think. That's great. Um, how does someone reach the program itself? Because the numbers, I mentioned the numbers earlier. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the show, Greg, the numbers aren't abating. The numbers of veterans that we're losing every day to self-harm, uh, is staggering. I, I think people don't understand how big that number is. It's 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 frightening. It's we're losing twenty veterans a day to suicide, and among veterans with PTSD, the Department of Veterans Affairs estimates that number at twenty two per day, and that ch- that number unfortunately has not changed in years, and that's one of the reasons why the president himself issued two executive orders directing the VA to make this their number one clinical priority. 
And that's where we are. This, the, we are trying to see a paradigm shift, and that has to start with getting away from giving the veteran pill after pill after pill. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is an alternative therapy that's proven to be quite effective. Mary, we've got about a minute before we take a break, and then we'll come back and do another segment. But as succinctly as you can, what is it about a dog? <laughs> Be, I mean, you've done this your professional career, but yes. now in a very specialized way. What is it about a dog? Is it the unconditional nature of the relationship? It is. It automatically lowers your blood pressure. There's something about a dog because the love is so unconditional that people can bond that are shut off emotionally. Can Once they can bond with the animal, which is easier for them, then they're able no to rejection. bond to their family again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't face rejection exactly. from, the, from, their, uh, from their friend. Right. Yeah. Great stuff. All right, we're going to continue our discussion. Canine Partners for Patriots. Greg, how, people might be interested in the break to just find it. Where do they find it online? Right at K9, letter K, number 9, partnersforpatriots.com. F-O-R for Patriots. Correct, yes. Dot com. Yes, sir. It's a dot com, folks. K9PartnersforPatriots.com. More with Mary and Greg next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. WFLA on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Okay, good. That, sh- that should that should be good. And iHeart's radio station. We got a lot of mining to do in a short period of time. Got some diamonds to unearth. And so with me, Mary Peter and Greg Laskowski, the organization is Canine Partners for Patriots. And if you just K, the letter K, the number nine, partners, F-O-R, for patriots.com. That's where you go for this, uh, for information about this site. And we were just talking in the break. I, I want to just kind of tee up here, Mary. Number one. Uh, talk about the the dogs that you select for this program. Okay, some veterans come with their own dogs. Okay, and we will test that dog, but we do check to make sure the dog is the right personality f- and f- to be social and out um, as a service dog. Not all breeds work for this. Uh, no, but you'd be surprised what breeds do. Really? We have Yorkies all the way up to St. Bernards and Great Danes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm buying the big dogs. <laughs> a Yorkie? Absolutely. Really? For PTSD, it doesn't have to to wake them up from a nightmare, to sense, sense adrenaline, to uh, stop a flashback. doesn't have to be a big dog. It, it can be a dog that uses their nose, and that's what we do differently. We test for dogs that can scent adrenaline. And we we have had we've had a Yorkie um, stop a veteran from suicide, uh, not on purpose. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Was uh, took medication during the um, fireworks to go to sleep because it's artillery fire. Fireworks are absolutely for our triggers. Veterans. So all he wanted to do was go to sleep, but he took a double dose and didn't realize that he was starting to cut his wrist. And that little Yorkie jumped off uh, onto his onto his arm, barking in his face, got him back to the present. He saw what he was doing, called 911 for help. That dog saved his life. Um, you, were, you were telling me about Ron. Yes. Give the <laughs> Reader's Digest version of Ron. Quick version. Ron was the first veteran that came out before I even had a program, needed help, couldn't get out of his vehicle. Um, PTSD was severe. Uh, started coming to me for training. We started working with a dog that he had. Um, he watched. I mean, he, his marriage was at stake. Here. Yes. His life was at stake as well. Okay. And he, he admitted that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've watched him grow. He 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 let 
me in. He let me help. Well, he um, took that first step. You were telling me that's the most important yes, step, that first he one. He couldn't get out of the vehicle, and I said, I can't help you until you take the first step. He did, and he's been taking first steps ever since. And in six years, he went from a, a veteran in the program on, on 11 medications to off medications uh, to veteran liaison to trainer, certified trainer to COO for the last two years, and now as of September 1st is my CEO. So he has come he from, I can't get out of the car, yes. danger of being one of the statistics, yes. to now being the CEO of Canine Partners for Patriots. And I couldn't be prouder. What a testimony. Greg, there's a bunch of them like it, aren't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you saw what is being accomplished day after day, you'd, you'd be blown away. It's, it's, it's striking. One of the things, though, that you face, and, and I mean, I'm... I'm struck by the breadth of the program, but with that come challenges from a financial standpoint, Absolutely. I have to believe. Yes. So how do you get funded? Go ahead. We, we have some funding from uh, the federal government, from the De Department of Defense. Uh, we also rely heavily on, on private donors. But that's what's called a restricted grant, right? It, it, it can only do so, so much. That's exactly right. It, it is a restricted grant, and therefore uh, we can't use it in a lot of the ways that we need. Uh, such as if it, to try to get into a new facility, for instance. We're, out, we're outgrowing the one that we're in, and uh, that's a challenge. Where are you based? We're in Brooksville, just north of Tampa. Okay. And you're in 31 counties so far, and I guess that when we're through here, you might be in a few more. <laughs> um, what is the best way for someone to officially reach out to you? They can, the best way would be to go to the website. I mean, are VA organizations reaching out saying, come help us, or everyone they, knows the about VA, you? The VA sends us tons of vets. They send us no funding. We get no support from the VA at all. Okay. So the bottom line here is, uh, folks, if you're looking for a place to sow money with results, uh, you're smiling. This is the place to, to get, you're going to get results. You're going to get a return. You're saving two lives. Because we rescue dogs. So we've rescued 130, over 130 dogs from kill shelters that are now working as service dogs, saving a veteran as well. Veterans then, is 130 so far through the program no, or more? we have 700 that have now applied. I was going to guess. It's been, wow, huge. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing. It's, it's my privilege. Thanks for coming in, Greg. Thank you, thank you Mary. Thank you. Folks, again, um, I, I told them, you just never know who's listening. A lot of you have had resources and have resources, and maybe you've been looking for that cause to support. Here you go. They'd be happy to meet with you and hear from you. K9 Partners for Patriots. Be proactive. Make a difference. And to, to all of you, if you want to make a donation, now you know where it's going. We'll have them back on the program down the road. Mary Greg, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. It's uh, 27 minutes after the hour. It's time for news. It's The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Google to remind you to listen for the keyword that could get you to our iHeartRadio Music Festival and pocket $1,000 coming up at 5 after on WFLA. Got it on the Facebook page, got it on the Facebook live feed, the website, caninepartnersforpatriots.com. If you'd like to donate and help, please 
do so. Wow. Just wow. The skill sets that these dogs are able to develop, just spectacular. Great stuff. And my thanks again to Mary Peter, the founder of uh, Canine Partners for Patriots. Just think about that for a second here now. Get your mind around that. Successful dog training business for years. God lays a burden on her heart based on some of the clientele that she realizes I'm not really able to help them properly the way that these classes are constructed. Then after looking at it, realizes, oh my gosh, the need is huge. So she shuts down and shutters her business and goes out on faith to do this. If you can find a few bucks to give, and I'll just, I'll go, they won't say this, I will. Monthly recurring giving is the best gift of all. My, my advice to you is, and again, this is unsolicited from them, this is just me. $10 a month means more than $100 one time. Because the recurring giving allows for budgeting. You can't budget with one-time donations. So if you can pry the money loose to give a little bit every month, be huge. $5, $10, $20. Some of you could give $100 a month. Some of you businesses can make this like one of your projects as a business. And you could give a few hundred dollars a month. Not even think about it. Wouldn't even affect your bottom line. But it's a, I mean, it's a tax deductible gift, I would imagine. So, but I don't care. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and support this. I'm, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't, I generally don't challenge you to do something I'm not willing to do. That's kind of a rule of thumb for me. And so I, I'm going to, I'm going to get out there and do it. So think about it. You just don't eat fast food one meal, a mo- one meal a month. One meal a month, and that's your payment to them. Yeah, yeah. It's just something so simple. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I almost, you know, it's it, it almost seems like silly to talk about the news, doesn't it? I mean, it, it it's it's just weird to uh, to talk about the news. So I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to talk about the news. I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> I'll reset the big stories of the press box later. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it now. So if Preston skips, let me get this right. If yeah. Preston skips one fast food meal a week, then I'll be able to, to afford to pay money towards canine partners. Right? If if he skips one fast food meal a a week no no that's not that's 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 that's, 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 no. that's what I dallas said skip a meal? about somebody out there listening that if they just skipped one meal a month they could support this program with five or ten bucks a month i mean but you're saying i gotta skip a meal uh, i'm not saying oh, you yeah. have to do anything no, lord I knows you don't have to do a thing Canine partners for patriots i mean that i mean now that dallas is here you don't have to come tomorrow He's, uh, he's actually off tomorrow. You don't have to be here. 
You can choose to be, and I would welcome you, but you don't have to be here. Why do I feel like you're trying to get rid of me all of a sudden? Well, you've created this. You're supposed to say, what do you mean all of a sudden? (laughs) (laughs) We've got Money Talk on deck. Howard Eisman waiting on the morning show with Preston Scott. chance to win a trip for two to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas and $1,000 is coming up at 5 after on WFLA. 41 minutes after the hour, Money Talk with investment advisor Howard Eisenman of Enhanced Financial Services. Securities and advisory services offered through NBC Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, NBC Securities, Inc., is a wholly owned subsidiary of RBC Bank USA. The opinions expressed are not, repeat, not those of NBC Securities, Inc. or iHeartMedia. And on appropriate matters, seek professional tax and or legal advice. Because it's all about the money. It is all about the money. The greenbacks. The dollar bills. The quan. Howard Eisenman joins me this morning. Hello, Howard. Good morning. All hail the all hail the mighty Yorkie. Great program, Preston. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, I, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it, well, you know, you say the Yorkie small. Small is kind of a theme here, at least for for talking point number one, because yeah. it, it, a small number of days can get a lot done. Well, it can, and it can also subtract from one's investment returns. If you look at the last 10-year performance of the S&P 500 index at the end of this past year, Preston, Mm -hmm. uh, it was up 3.4 times, and if we carry it out through yesterday, up about uh, 260%. Great return, okay? If you take out just 25 days out of uh, over 2,500 days, or just 1% of the days that happen to be the best of those, Mm -hmm. it knocks the return down by a third. Wow. So it makes a good case that if you have the time and can withstand the ups and downs and volatility of the market, hang in there, and over time, good things generally will happen. Howard, is it is it advisable if you have the option to, when things get a little volatile, maybe get a little conservative, though, and shield it in some money markets and that kind of thing? Yeah, I don't. I, don't uh, I would agree with that premise. Uh, the idea of diversification and rebalancing uh, makes some sense. And again, I think everybody's situation is different. It depends on your tolerance for risk, and it depends on how much time you have before you're going to be tapping into this nest egg. The nest egg, um, obviously, it applies to a lot of our listeners. We have a lot of folks listening to the program that are 65 and older. And mm-hmm. uh, and for them, uh, what are some of the numbers out there as it relates to the power of the dollar and, and what they need? Sure. And this also relates to the cost of living and inflation. So a 65-year-old Preston who uh, is spending about $100,000 a year, uh, in 10 years beyond that, at age 75, due to the cost of living at just, say, a rate of 2.5% a year inflation, right. would need 128000 to buy what they would buy at 65. And if you carry it through for 20 years, and oftentimes today a 65-year-old, if they're in decent health, will live to age 85, uh, they'd need over almost 164000 
in 20 years to buy what they could buy for 100,000 a day and again that that assumes that at some point inflation doesn't come roaring back. Yeah. Howard yeah. the the CBO is is looking at our long-term fiscal health as a nation and it's something you and I talk about. I talk about it, you know, for ad nauseum on this show and and that is the inability to get our debt under control. Um, put some perspective on the just the amount of money that we're, that our government's taking in and spending and so forth. Sure. Well, the CBO, again, for your listeners, is the Congressional Budget Office, and they project that in the next 10 fiscal years, ending at the end of 2029, the U.S. government's going to take in $45 trillion in taxes, but they're going to spend $58 trillion in outlays. That's a $12 trillion deficit annualize that works out to 1.22 trillion a year in annual deficits and that's Preston only happened three times in our nation's history and those times happened to be as we were coming out of the last recession from 2009 through 2011 so the numbers and analytics are pointing in all the wrong direction Howard thanks as always I appreciate the time Yes, sir. Have a great uh, rest of the week, President. Thank you, sir. Howard Eisman with us this morning. You'd think $45 trillion would be enough. <laughs> 46 minutes after. Morning Show 180 brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. Here we are, the finish line. Tomorrow on the program, Jerome Hudson joins us again. Get his thoughts on uh, the lasting impact of 9-11 from the perspective of, of a young man who was a kid when it happened. You know, there we have a generation now that wasn't alive when 9-11 happened. A generation. Tomorrow is 9-11. It, it's it's an odd day to do the show. It's an odd day for everything. It just is. If you were alive when it happened, we had that's that's how people feel that were around when Pearl Harbor happened. Pearl Harbor changed December seventh for a generation of people. 9-11 changed September 11th for a generation of people. It's an, it's an odd day for me. It just is. It, it, I, you know, it, it's weird. Um, tomorrow, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've been trying to figure out what do I do. I've, I mean, I've had, I've had David Beamer on the program, Todd's dad. Todd Beamer, the let's roll guy. I, I, his dad, I've had him on the show. I mean, I've, I've done the 9-11 thing. I feel like I'm supposed to do something, but I don't know what to do. I, I just don't. And so I'm going to just keep thinking about it and praying about it. And I don't know. I don't know what we'll do tomorrow. We'll talk about it, I guess, in some form or fashion. So that's tomorrow. We'll talk to Jerome. His book drops in a week from today, I think. And so we'll talk about the new book. Um, there will be a, a, a bit of, you know, normal morning show programming. We've got Bobby Sylvester tomorrow. Talk about fantasy football. So uh, tomorrow's program is going to be uh, it'd be interesting. This is hilarious to me. 
A new study from the University of Sussex says that sniffing a lemon makes people feel slim and improves their self-esteem. That the aroma of a lemon makes you feel more fit and better about yourself. Conversely, the smell of vanilla makes you feel thick, fatter, and less healthy. I love that smell. I love that smell, and I love the smell of lemons, too. I love citrus. I love oranges. I love lemons. I love all of citrus. What if I have a uh, lemony vanilla smell? I feel exactly the way how I do right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here, but, but the point of the column, the article was this, and I thought this was interesting. Wearable technology. She said this could lead to wearable technology that, in essence can create and produce aromas that help people as they need it. Could you imagine putting on your wristwatch, your Apple watch, your Samsung watch, or your watch, and touching a button, and it just goes, and you just smell, in this case, lemons. I, I mean, that's where we're going. That is exactly where we're going. And, and doesn't it make sense? We've got, what, 4D movies now? We've got rides and attractions that are 4D where they put smells in the room and they, they, they allow you to f smell the mustiness of whatever the room is or the, the smell of the outdoor setting of the scene you're watching on the screen. This makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to Publix and buying some lemons. Time for the Morning Show 180. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. I can't wait to go to the movies and when it rains on the screen, they just turn on the sprinkler system. Well, there there are rides, there are attractions at the theme parks that put mist out. They do that. So we can't be far from it. I'd settle for the ozone smell of a of a of a lightning storm that you smell when when, when the rain happens. Um, we we've got uh, by the way, we've got um, the big stories we've been following, Coast Guard has freed all four of the remaining crew members from the capsized cargo ship. 50 attorneys general joining the investigation into Google over possible antitrust violations. 50, 48 states, plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. President said Taliban talks. Nah, not going to happen. And uh, Chinese woman arrested for her suspicious present at Mar-a-Lago has uh, stalled jury selection. Weird case gets weirder. Tomorrow, we'll tee it up all over again. Thanks, as always, for listening, and have a great, great day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.